welcome to livealittlehigher.com. This week we read Parashat Kitzetzeh, and there's a very troubling verse in the parasha that says, if a man has a wayward and rebellious son who does not heed the voice of his father or the voice of his mother, then this boy should be put to death. So this, this boy, this wayward son that the Torah is talking about, is known as the Ben Sorer Umore. And what it's explaining is that this boy is a rebellious son. What does it mean? What is he rebelling about? And so it, it, it explains that he is a gluten, and he is a gluten for meat and wine, and um, he to excess, and he steals money from his parents. He's uh, younger than 13 years old, and um, and he does not heed the voice of his mother and his fa his father and his mother. So from here we see many things that are important in our daily life, in our spiritual life. Uh, first of all, it says he he does not hear the voice of his father or the voice of his mother. He's not saying the pasuk that he doesn't hear the voice of his father and his mother. It's putting that there's two different voices here. And because of this, the, the, our, our rabbis teach us of blessed memory because there were two different voices in the home, this boy became rebellious. So as a parenting tip, which is not what the class is about, but as a parenting tip, which is worthy to, to bring out, is that in a home, there has to be one voice. It doesn't mean that the parents have to agree in everything and they, they have to have the same head and the same mentality. This is not what it's saying, but what it's saying is that when it comes to parenting, to educating your children, there has to be one voice in the house. There has to be one voice. And when there's one voice, when the two, the two parents get together, in their privacy and they discuss the education of their children, they have to come to terms in which way they want to educate them. Because when one parent goes one way and the other parent goes the other way, this is the recipe for a rebellious child. So going back to the purpose of this class, we see that the, this, uh, this, uh, this verse that comes into the Torah uh, has never happened. Uh, there has to be many, many things that fall into this situation in which this boy is pelted to death by the base dean, and it has never happened. Uh, it's, there's not one recording of this ever happening, happened in the history of the Jewish people. And, um, but what we have to understand is that in the Torah, there's always a teaching, there's always a lesson, there's always something that Hashem wants to teach us. And this is why this, uh, this is here. And so although this law is recorded in the Torah, such an incident uh, has never ha happened. And, uh, and it's a pure hypothesis. And it was written in the Torah, according to the Talmud in Sanhedrin, the only reason that it's written there is so we might we have we study it and we receive reward from learning this this law so yet we know that the torah the every word in the torah is very valuable there's nothing there that is extra and uh, according to the zohar uh, and the mystics 
This passage refers collectively to all the Jewish people. And we're coming into the month of Elul. We're in the month of, the Lu of Elul. This is a month in which we're preparing for the high holidays. We're, we're preparing for the year to come. Uh, this is the last month of the year. And this, this verse comes right in time. And we see from the, from the mystics, from the Zohar, we learn that from the moment of birth, we're constantly reminded that we share a special relationship with Hashem. The Jewish people are a light upon the nations. We are the chosen people. It doesn't mean that we're the better people, the best people. That's not what it means. What it means is that we have a very special place in Hashem's heart and that we were chosen for a special mission. And this is reminded to us every day. And we have to be cognizant of, the, of this and not forget that we have a purpose, that we have a mission in this world, that we have a job to complete, and that we are singled out for spiritual greatness, and that we are also des destined for a life of sanctity. We are, uh, uh, the Jewish people are a nation of priests. We are not meant to be spiritual beings, although the Torah is a very spiritual way of life, but the reality is that we're meant to be godly. We're meant to be uh, a revelation of Hashem in this world. And so we have a divine spark within ourselves, and this we are reminded every day. And so we know that by virtue our soul, uh, we're plugged in, 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 into millennia of Jewish history, we, we don't come from nowhere. We don't come from a vacuum. We have our forefathers. We have Abraham, Isaac, Yaakov. We have great men that have come before us, men and women like Moshe Rabbeinu, Aharon, Yosef. We have prophetesses. We have Sarah, Rivka, Rahel, Leah. We have Deborah. We have all these people that are giants that carry us on their shoulders and we recognize that their sacrifices in life, their, their, their self-sacrifice was not in vain. It was really the pave, they paved the, the road for us. This is a, we are a, a, we are a link in the chain to come to the destiny that we're supposed to arrive to. But if we break that chain, then everything that they did before us was like for nothing. So we know yet and we ignore it. We ignore it. We opt for a life of pleasure. We were looking for what's the next pleasure in the world. What is going to give me more, uh, more joy, external joy. And we forget that we have a godly neshama within ourselves and we have a purpose and we have a mission. We don't want to, we don't want to confront it. It's not that we forget about it. We just push it aside. We, we're in denial. And so we place our needs above those <clears throat> of our ancestors and our interests go before the interests of Hashem. So for the price of only a temporal ple pleasure, instant gratification, and we throw away the eternal bliss, what really is waiting for us. And so just like the wayward child who weights himself down with glutinous ways, he's only looking for things that are going to give pleasure to his body, and he allows that his body dominates his soul, so too we fall into the same trap. And we invest in corporeal pleasures 
and, and which dominate all aspects of our lives. Today, my husband came in, he's reading a book, and he told me a story in this book. The, the, the person that's writing it, he's saying that there's this man that he's fat, he's overweight. And one day he, puts, he goes on the scale and he says, no more, no more, no more, I'm done with it. I don't wanna be fat anymore. I'm gonna get rid of this weight. And so he, he has this willpower. He gets into a special diet with a, with a nutritionist and he buys a Peloton and he goes on that Peloton every day and he's exercising and he's eating healthy. After three days, he gets on the weight and wow, he lost two pounds. Then at the end of the week, he lost two other pounds. By the end of the next week, he also lost 10 pounds already. He's so excited. Wow, he's so excited, he's skinny, he feels strong, and suddenly he decides that he wants to eat. He, he's hungry, he wants to eat. So the fat part of him comes into the, into, the, into the story, and he loses all this willpower, and he starts eating again. So the guy has a skinny guy inside and a, and a fat guy inside. And that's what we have inside of ourselves too. We have a skinny part of us and we have this, uh, this uh, uh, part of us that is never content, that can go eating the whole world out. I mean, in, in every aspect and we're never satisfied. And we have a duality. We do have a duality within us. And it's not, are you the skinny guy or the fat guy? It's, you have both forces within yourself, they're real. It's not that you decide who you wanna be. So just like the way we're child, we refuse to be guided by our Father in heaven. And he offers instructions, he gives us a beautiful Torah, he gives us uh, all these lectures and, and, and books and incredible rabbis through the ages that have compiled everything. And instead of learning the true meaning of life but by Hashem himself, we offer suggestions to Hashem and how it's better to live our lives. We think we know better than him. We want to outsmart Hashem. So we know where we belong. We know, everybody knows when he's doing things that are not right, when he's not connecting to his essence, when he's living la vida loca, he knows, he knows. We are, we are conflicted people, what can I say? We are very conflicted. And on the one hand, our baser elements drive us to instant gratification and hollow pursuits and things that are meaningless at the end of the day, they mean zero. And on the other hand, our divine spark is screaming within us and is yearning for profoundity, for, 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 for a wholesome experience in this world. And, uh, and so when we study the story of the wayward child, and this is why it's there, we're supposed to, to, to overcome this, to realize, hey, I don't wanna be a rebellious child. I wanna, be, I be, I wanna become that great son that Hashem put into this world, the person that I'm really meant to be. So, okay, Margie, you're talking very beautifully, but how do we overcome this? And so there's a divine solution. There's a, a, a divine solution. And we have to understand that we have this duality within us. That's the most important part. That we know that we have a godly neshama and an animal within ourselves. And we stand before God and testify that 
that we refuse to obey Hashem when we're in, in, in the high holidays hitting ourselves, hatiti, hatiti, you know, doing the vidui prayer that we, we, we have a, not uh, been good to our parents, that we have stolen, that we have uh, misbehaved. Yeah, we are this wayward child. And so the Talmud refers to man's actions as his offspring. So at the end of the day, all these materialistic desires are there. They're part of the world. We're not gonna get rid of them, in a, never ever, because the material world has a purpose. We have to elevate it, we have to make it purposeful, we have to make it godly. And it's there for that purpose, and we're not gonna get rid of it in this existence. So the Talmud explains that Hashem is not telling us to get rid of our desires. He's not asking us to not want to eat a good piece of meat. He's, this is not what Hashem is asking from us. But we, what Hashem wants from us is that when we eat that juicy piece of meat, we say a blessing, we make sure it's a kosher piece of meat, we do it with the right intention, with the right kavanah. Before we eat it, we say, this is to give me energy to be able to learn Torah, to be able to do mitzvot. So the, the actions really are the offsprings uh, of our parents. And the parents are the, the, the intellect, the chokhmah and the bina, the wisdom and the, and the understanding. So whatever is here is gonna go down here. And whatever the eye sees, the heart wants. So we have to temper our children. And how do we temper our children, which is our actions? Is through the intellect, is through the mind. This is why Hashem make, gave us a mind. He gave us an intelligence. We're not stupid people. We have a, a sehel within us. And if you don't believe me, look how humanity has created so much advance in this world, medicine, um, computers, phones, look at the world. People are intelligent, we're not dummies. But in reality, we, we cannot, we have to correct our behavior. This is what it's all meant to be, it's the behavior. The, the, the desires are there, but we can elevate those desires. Our passions, our, our cravings, all these things can be geared towards serving Hashem and using them for a godly pursuit. But we don't do this, we fall into this. And so God then sentences our offspring, which are our actions. This is what is sentenced, it's the action. And so to the proverbial death by instructing us to put an end to such behavior. And so the reader will note that he does not order our passions to cease, only our actions. He's only asking us to control the action. And so the experience of life as a war between two impulses is normal. We're gonna have it from the day we're born till the day we die. We're gonna have this internal war within us. If you're not having it, then there's something wrong. There's something that's not right within you. And you have to have that struggle. And so, however, to gain the upper hand in this struggle, this requires superhuman effort. And as a fact, it only comes from the grace of Hashem. So the only thing that you have to really do is will to do the right thing. You have to will it and do whatever it needs for you to be able to do the right thing. You have to put your effort, you have to put your work. But at the end of the day, if you 
succeed or you don't succeed, really it comes from a gift of God. This is Hashem's grace for you. And so, so we see that the Torah teaches that to overcome the allure of temporal pleasures, we must seek a blessing from Hashem. So every day when you pray to God, this is what we have to pray for. We have to pray to Hashem, please, I pray that I can pray. I pray that I can serve you. Please help me serve you. I really want to be close to you. This is what we have to have in our lips. And so when we acknowledge this, and we acknowledge that we cannot do it alone, then that's when the superhuman power comes within us. And sometimes you see these people with these superhuman powers that are able to do incredible things in the world. And you say, how can they do it? This is the secret. So God does not demand that which we cannot deliver. Hashem is not asking from us things that we cannot do. He demands that we improve our behavior. This is our job. We have to do whatever we need to do to be able to improve our behavior. And when he sees that we're putting our part, he, he empowers us to do so. So this, this may explain the rabbinic dictum that the purely hypothetical uh, Torah portion about the wayward child was written only so that we might study it and receive reward. That we learn this, that we learn this, that we, after today, you start asking Hashem for help, and the Torah portion orders, orders us to improve. Indeed, it is, empowers us to improve. And when we study this portion, we are rewarded with this divine power, which is indeed a worthwhile reward. So I wanna bless you with, with if you learn this class, that Hashem should give you the power you need to be able to overcome all the things that don't allow you to be who you're meant to be and to get rid of all those constrictions that don't let you be that person and that we should all be blessed that Hashem should give us uh, the strength to be able to be closer to him and um, and in that way when we get closer to Hashem everything in our lives changes for the best so I wish you a blessed week and remember live a little higher thank you mm -hmm.